Wow, what a finals, uh, first night of finals we've had at the Tokyo Olympic Games, joined by Bobby Hurley. Bobby, mate, let's get stuck straight into it. How did you feel about the finals? Obviously, the reaction, some, you know, fantastic results for Australia, some, you know, boil overs also in other events. How'd you see it all? This is wild. Like last night's heat session was just so many upsets, so many spanners in the work, so many young guys coming through, the older swimmers, you know, out of form when we thought they'd be going a lot better. Um, the American and the Aussies sort of did their job through the heat. And then there were a few upsets in, in the finals this morning as well. But just absolutely wild. Um, you know, throw the form book out the window. This is coming down to, to pure matchup racing, head-to-head -head racing. And um, we saw that this morning about who's winning the medals and who's getting these gold medals. It, it doesn't matter about your PVs or your best times or what you did in 2020 or, or earlier this year. It's, it's what's going to happen in the pool this week. It's awesome. Well, mate, you would kick off obviously with the 400 IM. Um, we always knew sort of Chase Kalish was going to probably be the, you know, one of the favorites going into that. He did win, but I, I, I've got to tell you, I'm not overly impressed with the top 409. I think they, a lot of them went faster in the heats as well. Um, Litherland got, um, Second for America as well. Well done to Brendan Smith for Australia. Um, obviously not the time probably he would have wanted, but just to get on the podium on your very first Olympics, not only that, I'm pretty sure this is one of his first sort of major events. So big, uh, big ups to him as well. Yeah. Big, big congrats to, to all three guys. I think that was, you know, the biggest news was, was Seto missing the final. Like that was just a hometown hero. This guy's, you know, the Ian Thorpe, Kathy Freeman of, of, his, of his Tokyo Olympics. So that was just crazy. He, he, he had a huge lead at 300 and four guys stormed over the top of him in, in that heat and, and he missed. Um, you know, Chase came in to that final with, with by far the best time out of everybody in that field. But mm. he didn't look good in that heat to me last night. He struggled through his 409. Um, Claire Burt, you know, cleaned him up on the freestyle pretty easily. But you know, again, we talk about he is, he was the dominant guy. I, I'm sure he was nervous and he, he didn't know what was going to um, happen this morning, but his breaststroke leg was just, just too good. And geez, he was hurting that last 15 meters and Lithuan and, and, and Australia's Brendan Smith, like these guys are coming home 56 point on the freestyle leg, which is like, that's what Phelps went, came home when he broke the world record. So they were charging, but the lead was big and, and, you know, Kalish was the silver medalist uh, five years ago at the Olympics and, you know, he's the deserved Olympic champion, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk about slow times like 409 and 410 for second and third. Like it's like Seto went 410 five last night and was ninth and missed the final. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think in these longer events, the heats will be quick, the heats are at night and then, you know, even some of the semis were slow this morning as well. So it's, it's a bit of a hangover coming into to the next morning. And especially when you're putting in hard efforts over 400 meters. But, you know, it's not, the Olympic Games aren't about times or, or world records. It's about, it's about medals and it's about racing. So, um, you know, well done to the US first and second. But, but Smith as well for Australia, um, you know, 4.92 last night was, was really good. And then he was like seventh or eighth with 100 meters to go. So, you know, that guy's got heart and that guy's got some some real self-belief to come home on the last 50 and, and come in for third so well done to him yeah absolutely what a what a big uh, accomplishment for him as i said his very first olympic games uh we'll move on you mentioned the semis there the 100 fly semis 
Uh, obviously, in semi-final number one, we had Waddle go 56-1. Husk went 56 as well. Uh, Emma McKeon got on the wall second uh, with a 56-3. Not an overly impressive uh, race from Emma, but she got the job done, obviously. Um, I think her start was probably a little bit sluggish, but that's just the coach coming out and me just watching it. I think she looked like she missed the missed the jump a bit. Yufei went 55-8. She obviously looked uh, probably the, you know, the most... Uh, comfortable. Showstrom again, um, still just getting the job done. She's not looking like her dominant self, but uh, she's still thereabouts. Yeah, this one's this one's going to be tight. And, and again, it was slightly slower than what we saw in the heats last night. Um, to me, or even to, to Sarah, so Sarah Sostrom coming off that broken elbow about three months ago, she's in really good form, way better form than, than anybody could have predicted. I, I think even herself could have predicted and she swam a couple of 52 leadoffs in the in the 100 freestyle relay as well. So so Sarah's gonna you know she's gonna be thereabouts this week, um, and she is the world record holder. So you know the Chinese girl Zhang was you know dominant through heats and semis, going 55 points. So you'd expect her to be well and truly sort of fighting fighting for golds. And um, I think Emma McKeon was was really good, um, holding herself back a little bit um in the semis she 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 had a blistering split on the relay later in the night and then uh or in the morning i, I keep getting these yeah me too nighttime heats and morning finals mixed up and you know emma's 55 8 pb last night in the heat was good so i, I think she swam that she said I'm, I'm in good form i've got a bit of confidence i'll just get the job done in the semi and um and and she threw down big time on the freestyle relay so emma's emma's on which means our relays are on and she's gonna she's gonna be a star this week yeah, that's going to be some final tomorrow morning. Um, I, I think you're going to be able to throw a blanket over them. Um, we move on, mate, to the uh, men's 400-meter freestyle. What a race this was. Uh, we saw the emergence of uh, a young Tunisian, 18 years old, Hafnawi, 343. Uh, Jack McLaughlin, uh, silver medal, 343.52 as well. And Kieran Smith up on the podium for America. Uh, how did you see this one, mate? Obviously, from an Australian point of view, fantastic for Jack McLaughlin. Um, again, you know, talking about him, what a battler he is, and to see him up there. And, you know, he had the gold medal just until the, oh. right at the end. Oh, I, who, who is this? Tunisian guy. Like, we know it was Sama Maluli and, and his achievements, but an 18-year-old Tunisian guy in lane eight you know, beats, beats our two Aussie guys and, and beats the rest of the world. Like that's surely that's going to be the biggest upset of the week. I would hope yeah. so. That was just totally unpredictable. And and I'm just trying to do a bit of reading and, and find out about this guy, but you know, he was a 349 PB in December last year. You know, mm-hmm. he did a massive PB to go 345 in the heat qualify last into the final by 0.1 of a second does another two and a half second PB. And, and now he's the Olympic champion. Like, yeah. You know, that's um, that's what dreams are made of. And he's obviously just this gutsy racer. It looked like he was just a, a fly and die strategy out there um, on the outside of, of Winnington and and Kieran Smith, who went out quick, but but he held on. He kept grinding. And, you know, sometimes that sort of, you know, teenage mentality, nothing to lose and, and a bit of a bit of obnoxiousness or something. And and he was able to deliver on, on the last 50. But um, I feel... Well, I feel sorry. I wouldn't say I feel sorry for Jack, but you know he did get touched out on that on that last stroke. But you know, thinking back to our preview the other day, we did say like 
you know, Jack's got the ability to to be on podiums this week, but whether he's got that that upper echelon of of class to to be an individual Olympic champion, well, you know, there's a little bit of something there, and and something that I sort of did mention before was look, I was I was wrong in a lot of things, but I was sort of right that if the Aussies go quicker than their trials times, they're in the conversation for medals and gold medals. You know, Brendan Smith, big example of that, getting on the podium in the 400 IM. Um, going a 0.8 quicker than his trials time. Um, Elijah's 3.42 would have would have absolutely blitzed that 400 final if he could mm-hmm. reproduce it. And and even Jack, he was he was a couple of tenths off his trials time, but but yeah, his his trials time would have would have won by 0.1. So um, just racing, like I don't know, just just racing. Throw throw the form guard out. There was there was a German guy no one had ever heard of in lane four um doesn't matter how you split it doesn't matter what happens it's it's who's got the most momentum coming into that last 50 or that last 25 and um you know it was Kalish in the IM and it was um half Nui in, in this 400 freestyle geez just wasn't that a crazy couple of races well it was a big race and I, I don't want to you know I'm not gonna lie I'm gonna try and get some info about half Nui but I did slide into his dms immediately once, <laughs> once he, you and a thousand other people yeah, yeah especially when i noticed i think there's only about three thousand people following him so i thought i'm oh, a good chance here i might actually see this apparently he's an 800 meter specialist so like we might see something big from him in a couple of days time in the 800 but uh he comes in ranked top eight in the 800 so he's immediately in the middle conversation absolutely well and you know to that point as well once jack swam that 400 i thought well this is looking really good for jack's 800 as well he's definitely in form um and he's definitely able to back it up you know as you said from the heats to the final getting up the next morning um that's that's what we that's what we want to see now with with one complete day done you know we need to see another heats and, and final session but you know, from an Australian perspective or, or anybody watching is you want to see swimmers in form. So Jack McLaughlin's in form, Emma McKeon's in form. The Americans have, have come to play that, you know, multiple people on, on all, all the podiums so far. Mm. Those track suits and their masks look pretty sick as well, don't they? Is that a Bane mask? Is that what they're going for there? It's like a Bane. I don't know. It's awesome. I, I, where can I buy one? <laughs> track suit and mask and the, and the shoes. It's, it's um, not the traditional american tracks that you see but it's i don't know it looks like they're about to fly into space yeah yeah the astronauts <laughs> mate the 400 im um we obviously saw um obviously katinka hotsu you know not not podium here she wasn't you know going that great in the heats to begin with let's be honest i think she was pretty lucky just to get through to that final ahashi wins uh, 432 and then the two americans jumped up there on the podium as well uh, how'd you see that one yeah i mean Last night, you know, Seto missing the final, and then, you know, Katinka was sort of that that same sort of realm as as Dyer being, you know, she's won the last four world championships, uh, Olympic champion, world record holder, and and she qualifies seventh. Like clearly, she's not on her game, and and she's normally a fast heat swimmer as well. She normally attacks it every single race. So, you know, that sort of meant that this again, this this race was was wide open and. Ohashi, the, the hometown Japanese girl, was was the next sort of one with with the best time, and, and she was she was dominant in that. I think, especially towards the back end, um, you know, Emma Wyant from America, the eighteen year old American, was was chasing her down on the freestyle leg, but the lead was the lead was big. So so Ahashi had done her job, and 
you know, especially for, for the country of Japan to sort of make up for, for Seto's disappointment to deliver a, a gold medal sort of on the first night of swimming. Um, you know, she's going to be an absolute superstar in, in her own country. So, um, you know, 432, 433s again, it's not, it's not super duper quick, but, um, you know, it's about that racing and, and, um, you know, Hoshu going 34 or 35, you know, slower than she went at Europeans. It's probably five seconds slower than she's been in the last 10 years. It's, um, definitely disappointing for her, but, but a new Olympic champion there in, in Ohashi. Got a feel for Ohashi too. Obviously she killed it. She had a great breaststroke leg. She just pulled away from them really strong and touched the wall. And normally a moment where your home crowd's going crazy, isn't it? And the roof blowing off the joint. And unfortunately due to COVID, she, she misses out on that. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I'm sure it's disappointing for her, but I'm sure she's happy to wrap up the gold medal and, you know, maybe, maybe that helps if she's somebody that feels pressure that, that she can just go in and focus on her own race. So I, I'm not too sure, but from, from a spec, from, from our point of view, you know, it takes away from, you know, what we saw Kathy Freeman and Ian Thorpe in, in yeah. Sydney and the relay, like we're not getting those moments, but I am happy that there's still a little bit of atmosphere on pool deck from what it seems on TV, teams cheering, coaches, managers. So there's, there's still people in the stands making noise. Whereas, you watch some of these other sports, these football games and, and tennis and stuff, and it's and it's absolutely dead. So swimming might be um, the most entertaining sport to, w- uh, to watch on TV right now. Well, it's definitely entertaining, that's for sure. Uh, mate, the men's 100 breaststroke, semi-final number one. Um, obviously, if you look through there, Kaminga was, was um, you know, 58-1. Uh, looked pretty dominant. I actually really enjoyed his heat swim as well. Obviously, Adam Peaty is coming into the final tomorrow. Red hot favorite, 57 and a half again today, 57.6. Probably wasn't his fastest swim, but he doesn't really need it to be at the moment anyway, does he? Kaminga is probably the only one who's going to pose any sort of a challenge, would you say, if, if, if at all? Yeah, definitely. I, I think the gap is closer than I would have thought, closer than everybody else would have thought. Um, you know, it's half a second. Um, it, was, it was less than half a second after the heat. So, we know Petey's been 56.8 and he's been 57 low multiple times, but um, the fact that he sort of just went the same time between heats and semis, um, you know, he's got a lot up his sleeve, but we don't know what that is right now. So Kaminga should be going in with this with nothing to lose. And he's been super consistent um, uh, over the last couple of years. And that's why he's able to go those, you know, under pressure now, 57 highs and, and 58 lows. So, you know, he wouldn't have thought that he was coming in with the conversation of, of, of attacking for a gold medal, but he should, he should maybe be thinking about that yeah. now, maybe be dreaming about it. But, um, you know, we're not going to see Petey win this by three body lengths like we have previously. Like, it's, it's, uh, it should be a bit of a race, which, again, sort of gets me and you excited. Yeah. And, um, and there's a bronze medal up for grabs as well. So there's a lot of guys in, in the 58s, and I think it was 59 two or 59 three to make the final so there's a lot of depth there um you know the aussie guys wilson and, and stubbledy cook were were a minute flat so so that does hurt our uh the australian medley relay chances um and we'll see what those guys what those two boys can do in the 200 meter breaststroke but that was um a little disappointment last night yeah for sure and you know to your point i think 
Um, Adam Peaty had a great porn moustache last night in the heats. Uh, <laughs> it was fantastic. Got rid of it this morning, obviously, for the finals. And I actually think he went a little bit slower this morning than the heats. Was he not? I think it was 57 and a half in the heats and then 57, six in the, in the semi. Well, yeah, it, it was. Yeah. And, you know, this is the, the morning semis type thing. But, but again, his heat was good with the moustache. You shave it off, you expect him to drop couple of tenths you expect him to drop half yeah. a second um you know we he normally like at a world level he normally breaks his world records in the semis rather than the finals so we'll see we'll see he's obviously the champ he's, he's got a lot up his sleeve but this will be a race that's definitely going to be a race i'm i've been really impressed kaminga's starts i think he's it's been really good obviously michael andrews had some really good starts as well he's just not able to capitalize on them at the moment uh, especially towards the back end but um, I thought Petey, just as an observation, hasn't been as, as sort of great off his that first 25. It looks like he's sort of, you know, raiding up. Obviously, he's raiding up. He's Adam Petey, but he, he's sort of pushing through a little bit rather than already being there and pulling away early, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's, he's not normally the best sort of on the skill portion of the race, Adam Petey, but, um, you know, his, his world record in the 50 breast is like 25-2 or, or something ridiculous. So he normally pulls away going into the turn and then he's got a really strong second 50. So, you know, the way to beat him is if, if Kaminga can can go with him on the first 50, then then it puts some pressure on him. And, and this is what we were talking about is, is how they sort of react under pressure. And, and Adam Petey's not used to having anybody close to him or having anybody, um, you know, on his shoulder or, or swimming next to him. Um, you know, Cameron Vandenberg in the past has has nipped him a couple of times and he was generally the only one to, to put pressure on him. So, you know, there will be pressure. I mean, he could break the world record. He could be pulling our leg and, and just dominate it. But um, I think this will be a race. Mate, let's move on to the, probably the race of the morning for Australia. Um, the women's four by 100 meter freestyle relay, not overly just because they won a gold medal, but the world record um, going under 330 for the first time, 329. Um, Bronte leading off, Meg Harris, uh, Emma McKean and Kate Campbell bringing it home. Uh, just, you know, just before I get to you, Emma McKean going 51-3, I think is a split. <laughs> it's pretty bloody quick, isn't it? It's quick. It's quick. Um, you know, Emma, Emma's on and, and uh, well, firstly, congratulations to, to the Australian women's team. It's, you know, they were red hot favorites, but there's still an element of, of pressure in these relay situations where you want to get that changeover right. And you don't want to let your team down. And, you know, it's, it's Australia's first gold medal of, of the whole Olympics. Um, mm. So, so really well done. And, and Kate has been on that team the last three times they've won. So they're, you know, three P champions and, World record holders. So, again, that's just a huge sort of legacy piece to Kate. Um, you know, when we look at the splits, she, Kate was 52-3 in clean water without getting pushed and, and Emma was 51-3. So, that's a big difference. And I think Emma definitely starts favourite in, in the individual 100 freestyle. Um, and there are a lot of other 52 low splits from, from the rest of the world. But, um, you know, on that team, Bronte Campbell, Meg Harris on the first two legs um, certainly did their job. Um, it was a bit of a controversial decision to lead off Bronte Campbell. She she was outsplit by um, by uh, Molly O'Callaghan last night um, in, in the relay. Molly's only 17 years old, so maybe they went with a little bit more experience. And, mm -hmm. and also Maddie Wilson was left off that after she finished third at the trials going 52-7. So... You know, that was, you know, there's, there's definitely some conjecture there, but um, I think 
whoever they would have used there, they, they would have got the job done. Um, so, so well done to those four girls. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, well done to the six girls, as you said, I think, um, you could six, probably, yeah. well, yeah, you could probably put them all in there and I think they all would have done the job and we would probably get a very similar, um, response from all of them. Um, Interesting to note that obviously Canada got second mate with a 332. I think, um, you know, Penny Alexiak went pretty well in there as well. Um, USA got on the podium for third as well. Yeah, there was, you know, it was certainly the, the other teams did, did the best they could, obviously. Um, you know, Penny was quick. Um, you know, Hemskirk from the, from the Dutch team was like 52 low. Um, who else we got? Simone Manuel, the US used her after she was ninth of the trials and, and she, she sort of stepped up as, as she always does. So, um, you know, the rest of the world's there. Sarah Sostrom led off 52.6, which is an Olympic record. So Sarah's had a couple of, of pretty quick swims too. So it's, you know, those women's sprint events are, are going to be tight, really tight. Um, but Emma, great trials, improving, PBing already across the first day of competition here. Um, um, she's, she's got a big week ahead of her. Absolutely. And just before we get to, I'm going to just quickly ask you for your tips tomorrow in the finals, before we get to the finals um, for the hundred fly and the hundred breaststroke, before we get to <laughs> it, just, just let me, just let me put something out. I'm going to give a tip to you here too, Bobby, because I think you did a great job on your commentary 2019. Anyone commentating in Australian race, just because we don't win a gold medal, it does not mean that we should be disappointed and upset I think we can still get excited. I'm getting a little bit tired at times, Bobby, of hearing a little bit disappointment in the in the voices of the commentators because you know Jack got a silver or Brendan Smith was you know in it in the you know the fourth lane and he got a bronze. That's a great race for Brendan. It was a great race for Jack. We can get just as excited for those guys doing a great job. What do you think? I turned it off, Robbie. It was uh, it was it was painful. No. Uh, <laughs> The Olympic channel, uh, I don't know, on, on the app, on the Channel 7 app, you can listen to Nicole Livingston and, um, and the British guy, and they're better. So, um, yeah, we'll leave it at that, but, but I agree with you. It's, um, we, had a, we had Australia, on the Australian point of view, we had a great night of swimming, a gold, two podium finishes, um, really, really good. So, yeah, and, and that's what we should be conveying back to the home country, you know, um, three medals straight away. So, um, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'll stop there too, before I get myself in trouble. Um, so the, the women's hundred fly tomorrow, mate, the women's hundred fly, I'm not going to obviously ask you cause we haven't seen the heats for the other finals that might come up tomorrow. So with the hundred fly from, we've seen the heats, we've seen the semis, where are we looking? Well, we, we should definitely can the idea of doing the podcast after the Olympics and looking at our picks because you posted that on Instagram. I posted it and I've just been getting hammered because Seto didn't even make the final. Like I just got destroyed. So, um, but you know, with these events, at least we've seen a little bit of swimming. Um, I, I think Zhang from China is, she's got some speed and, and she's a 200 meter flyer. So you'd sort of expect her to hang on. Um, and she's been 55 point twice now. So again, she's in form. Uh, she's got she's got 50 meters speed she's number one in the world 200 fly so mm -hmm. she's just got to put it together um i think she's medaled at the world level before she hasn't won but she might have won an asian game so she's she's probably used to that pressure and, and being in the being in lane four um emma i think can threaten and can push her definitely 
Um, you know, can Emma win individual gold? We'll, we'll see. That's again, that's what we spoke about being her, her target and, and her legacy piece now. Um, and and I think Sarah's surprised me. So Sarah's been Sarah Sostrom. She's been back ending these hundred flies. She's been coming home under thirty seconds, mm-hmm. um, which is quick, um, but going out slow. And and Sarah's the world record holder over the fifty fly going twenty four four. So. You know, it only takes one big swim and, and she's the champion. She's she's the dominant swimmer in this event. So what well, previously for over the last probably six or seven years. So one swim keeps Sarah there at the top. So I wouldn't write her off, but but I'll go in that order. I'll go, I'll go Zhang, McKeon, Sostrom. Well, whatever order it actually touches in, Bobby. And as you said, who, who knows our predictions? They always, they always uh, make us look silly in the end. Either way, however it falls, you know it's going to be a blanket finish. Throw throw a blanket over all of them. I think it's going to be get your hand on the wall and if you can do it at the best touch and execute your skills right at the end when it's counted the most, I think it's going to get you on the podium just depending on what colour, eh? Yeah, that's, I mean, for anybody listening or, or watching or, or young Aussie kids, that's the biggest thing to take away from this. Um, it's about racing. It's about nailing the, the things that you can control and the things that matter and, and those finishes, those turns and those finishes. Um, so the Americans are good at that. They're, they're so well, um, well versed in, in those sort of areas. So even the two teenage American girls in this hundred fly cannot be discounted. We've seen two Americans on multiple podiums um, so far in these events. So, so they'll, they'll be there, but it, it's going to be so close. And obviously mate, in the hundred breaststroke, Adam Peaty, Gold, Kaminga second. Is that how you see it? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, that's, you'd be a brave person to tip Petey to lose for starters and, and Kaminga to beat him. So, you know, I'd say 99% of the world's going Petey, Kaminga. And, and um, you know, to me, the Martinegi from Italy looked look pretty good in Kaminga's heat um, preferred. And he was sort of a junior superstar last couple, uh, probably four or five years ago. And he's, you know, maybe plateaued a little bit, but he's been 58 lows through the heats and semis so um, anyway, i'm sure too. he's pumped yeah yeah 58 too yeah yeah it's it's really fast and he's a big guy he's got a good start and um and he, and he finished off well there so you know i'd i'd assume he goes 58 too he'll he'll get bronze tomorrow so um yeah i'll take martinegi for third all right, mate. Well, we'll leave it there. We'll wrap it up. Thank you very much for donating your time again. As usual, you've killed it. And I think um, you can just tell anyone that's listening can already tell how pumped Bobby gets about, about the swimming. Uh, so we'll, we'll chat again tomorrow, mate, and see how our predictions go and see how we, uh, we can go again tomorrow. Sounds good. Chat to you tomorrow. Cheers, mate. Thanks for that. Bye.